Welcome to the Believe Podcast, a conversation between friends over a passage of scripture. I'm Carolyn Kirsten. And I'm Marvin Williams. And today is episode 46. We are looking at John chapter 19, verses 17 through 37. We are getting into the, uh, well, we've been actually in the Easter week events, but yeah. now we yeah. are on Good Friday, really, our, today. We're Good Friday, Looking yeah, at absolutely. the crucifixion, which um, is a very familiar passage. I think it's and obviously the most important yeah. event yeah. in all of history. So it feels a little bit funny to me to talk factually and kind of breaking down the details of this passage and not mention this is the most important event of, the, <laughs> of all right, history. Right. And so we're not, yeah. we, we're not going to, it's not, this podcast is not necessarily going to be the inspirational uh, Good Friday message yeah, yeah. per se, but we for sure want to. We want to talk about that, that as out. well. So. Yeah. Um, so what what is the most pain you've ever experienced? Ooh, like physical pain? It, okay. It, yeah, it could be. Yep, yeah, physical pain. All Let's right. Go with so, that. well, I have had four children. I also had four epidurals. So that was not as terrible as it could be. Um, not the greatest pain, but probably the most recent pain. I just started doing these 30-minute workouts again. And I know at my age, if you take a little bit of break between doing strength or hit workouts or whatever and then you start up again yep i know the feeling oh i know the feeling those muscles or when we climb over on our vacation we climbed a four thousand foot uh mountain i will tell you my legs the two days later that's when it hits me the next day is okay but yep. the second, the second day, day yep you feel is it. brutal so yeah. but the pictures were amazing so I just and want to tell you that. similar to childbirth, it was like, once we were up there, we were like, oh, right, right. it was worth it. The pain was worth it. <laughs> so. Okay. So for me, um, when, when I was in high school, I broke my ankle okay. and it was, we were playing basketball in the alley and uh, I, I just, I look back over it now and my mother told me that, you know, don't go outside until I come home and... I disobeyed her. I kind of feel like God was, you know, was was kind of disciplining me for mm -hmm. that. But I went up first shot of the game and there was like a crack in the um, in the alley. And I came down and uneven. Yep. yep. And okay. so my again, this is kind of gross, but my my foot was was actually curved. It it's one of those plays you see in football or yeah. or basketball. It was stuck. And um, so, you know, here, if this is my ankle, you can't see this. Carolyn can. <laughs> I can if see this it. Is, if this is my <laughs> and leg. you don't want to. No. <laughs> if this is my leg, my foot was stuck like that. Oh, my. And um, and it was the most, I think at that point, it's the most pain that I've ever, yeah. ever experienced. The next day, they, they, um, I had surgery and... And at that time, giving my age a little bit, I had the plaster cast. Mm -hmm. There was, you know, the air cast. I'm <laughs> yeah. quite sure it wasn't. Uh, no, not it, a thing. Yeah, yes. yeah. So, and then the cast was very heavy. And so once the pain medication wore off, it was, it, it was, again, it, it, it was painful. Yeah. Very, very painful. Yeah. Um, so it, it wasn't, but it didn't reach the level of excruciating pain. Now mm. we... We throw that word around, mm -hmm. right? We throw, I have an excruciating headache. Now, it doesn't, doesn't necessarily mean we're minimizing the headache, or, but, but when we say it's excruciating, we're actually saying 
it is the pain of the cross. Because hmm. that's what the word means. That it's, C-R-U-C exactly, in the middle, like exactly, crucifixion, exactly. excruciating. Right. So, so, so are you saying that it's like a nail in hitting my nerves in, yeah, in okay, my... Okay, maybe my, not. Okay. <laughs> Is it is it like a crown of thorns placed on your head or uh, spikes driven through your feet? So so again, not minimizing the pain, but when we talk about what we're talking about today, Jesus's crucifixion, we're talking about a certain kind of pain that was unlike any other pain that people experienced because the 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 pain that Jesus went through it was the most heinous torture mm. that anyone could ever go through. Rome actually invented this kind of pain to torture people, to not just kill them, but to torture them while they were being killed. And Jesus experienced that kind of pain, and he experienced that kind of pain uh, for us. So I wanted to kind of get that little that little um, kind of kind of the historical piece mm-hmm. of the pain of the cross because it's crucial to all that we experience in this passage. So so when we when we talk about the crucifixion, what are some of the things you've noticed in this passage that super that you think is super important? Yeah. Well, right off, it's something I alluded to in the last episode um, is the sign yeah. that is above Jesus. It said Jesus of Nazareth, the king of the Jews. Yeah. And Pilate, it tells, the passage tells us, Pilate asked for that to be labeled. And the they were like, ah, oh, no, no, no. He says, nope, that is what it's going to say. And it's in three languages. Yeah. So this was a message that Pilate wanted to get across. Yeah. Um, we talked in the last episode, it's not a political, and, and I think even Pilate realizes this wasn't a political role, Jesus, the king of the Jews, but Pilate knew, and he wanted everybody to know, this man is a king. Yeah, yeah. A king of a different kingdom, as we talked about in the last episode. Yeah. And and Pilate, you know, again, he 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 uses this language, but he, he doesn't know that, he doesn't realize that Jesus is... The significance is, yeah, of The significance is, yes. of him being king, not king in this world, but king of another world. And, um, and Jesus gives us a window into that world uh, through through his death. Now you mentioned something about the language. There are three languages, mm-hmm. um, and and I think that's that's relatively significant. I mean, you have um, a, a a kind of a in a sense um, a universality of this idea that that Jesus is dying, mm-hmm. and he is not just dying for Jewish people. But the the sign with the languages, I think, is representative of the the larger people, the larger people group, the large the world in yeah. which he's dying because for. Because it's and so. Aramaic, yep. Latin, and Greek. Yep. So Aramaic would have been the language of the Jews. Yep. Latin is Rome. Yep. And Greek would be Greece or just yep. Up, yep. upper class. Is that kind yep. of the idea? Yep. So it's yep. different classes, different absolutely ethnicities. And covers it all. It covers it all. And so, so to have the sign in um, in various languages, um, I, I think it it really is a precursor to yeah. We're we're talking about this is an opportunity um, to know God through uh, through Jesus's death for the world, mm-hmm. and not just for a certain class and certain group of people. So I think again that's significant. And and remember, even though we're talking about some of the details of the cross. Um, and we cannot forget that Jesus is dying, and the reason why he's dying, he's innocent, he doesn't have guilt, 
He is, in fact, um, you know, referencing the Old Testament sacrificial system, the spotless Lamb of God, taking away the sins of the world. So while he's going through this pain, uh, definitely keeping in mind he's actually going through this pain for you, for me, for uh, for the world, um, mm-hmm. so that people might believe. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And I think it's so interesting, such a twist of irony that what looks like the end of a kingdom oh, this king of the Jews, you're walking by, you see this label, king of the Jews, and he's dying. Like his kingdom is done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. that is the, the, the opposite is yeah, what is happening. Yeah. In Don't fact, give the spoiler. Don't give the spoiler. Okay. <laughs> In fact, his kingdom, I mean, this is not the end of the story, this death, his resurrection brings about this new kingdom. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I just think that's a powerful ironic twist in this story. What looks like the end of a kingdom is actually the birth of a new kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. One of the eternal kingdom, one of the more exciting things. And again, if I can say exciting, you know, while he's dying is, um, is is this amazing picture of the women at the cross. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and they're there. Yeah. And They're his, the only ones his, that are his, named. His boys, his fellows are not there. Yeah. They they are not at the cross with him. They're not, you know, again, I and, and I know there's so many complexities surrounding, you know, our, the fear, the rejection, all of those other things. But the fact that these women were not afraid, they 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 were um their hearts were bleeding for Jesus to be there with him, to comfort him in the midst of this. They're weeping over his death. And, um, and I love the fact that they hung in there, that they yeah. were there. And, uh, and, and obviously we see women, um, uh, in, in a more prominent role when we get to the other episodes. Uh, but this is a great, uh, demonstration of, um, these women, uh, sticking by Jesus, uh, their rabbi mm-hmm. in the, in the most difficult, difficult moments. And, and I, you know, i the, the guys are not there. We we don't know all the reasons why they're not, but we believe that probably fear is driving them. Mm-hmm. And in this case, we see uh, women being super heroic, uh, being with Jesus um, at his at his weakest moment, and uh, while he's while he's dying. Yeah. yeah, and their presence is noted in all four of the Gospels. Yeah. I checked. <laughs> Just look back. Matthew, Mark, and Luke mentions their presence. So that. All the more we know that was true, yeah. and it was significant to all of those gospel writers to highlight that. Yeah, and be- before we leave that point, in yeah. in a culture and a world where, um, where we are still, um, kind of in a patriarchal way, keeping our thumb, and and it's a, it's 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 been different in in recent years, but we still see traces of a kind of a patriarchal society. Mm-hmm keeping uh, their thumb on on women they can't do this they can't do that and yet we see throughout the gospels yeah. women supplying and supporting Jesus's ministry we're going to get to it we might as well spoil it now they're going they're at the tomb mm-hmm. they are the first ones to talk about uh, to tell his disciples that he was raised so I, this isn't just a great opportunity to celebrate uh, women who um, who love Jesus who are ministering for him, who are sharing the good news, who are teaching, who are preaching. I just love the fact that we get a chance to see how Jesus does, how Jesus treats uh, treats women, uh, but honors and celebrates them as, as well. 
Yes, absolutely. Um, let's zero in on that scene where the women are gathered. And then Jesus addresses John, who is there, the disciple, our writer, our narrator. And uh, John names himself there in that passage. Jesus says, John, I want you to be responsible from now on for my mother. Hmm. And kind of does a little introduction, so to speak. Yeah, like, yeah. this is your son, this is your mother. And I love how it describes that John, it says, from that hour, John took Mary in. And I, that having a concept of from that hour obedience. Yeah, yeah. When we know that God has directed us to do something, it's not, yes. As soon as the kids are out of the house, yeah. I will do that. Yeah. Or, yep, as soon as I've saved enough money, then I can do that. Or, you know, oh, it's summer and we've got plans, so not right now. But no, John was understood the call that Jesus had given him, that direction. And from that hour, boom. He did it. Man, I, I love, I love that. We, we, as parents, we know about this, right? When we were, when our kids were growing up, we called it immediate obedience. Yeah. Like, you know, hey, would you empty the dishwasher uh, in a minute, mom, in a minute, dad. And yeah. no, we're saying, no, we want you to do it now. Yes. And I think your point of, of uh, raise, raising this point that from that our obedience, I like that language and that will stick with me when when God tells me to do something. Am I doing it from that hour, or am I rationalizing, waiting until all the conveniences? Yeah. Now, th there's to, with with this particular point in the midst of pain, mm -hmm. and I think we've all done it. In the midst of pain, we think it is. I know. I think sometimes is it, it's an excuse to actually disobey. Like, like Jesus, he'll understand, he'll understand the pain. And, but, but even in this moment, he is honoring his mother. Yeah. He is obeying even in the midst of pain and adversity. And, and, and sometimes we just say, you know something, God will understand the, what I'm going through right now. So he'll, I just he'll can't think about my parents or other people. Exactly. Yeah. He'll excuse my disobedience because he understands the pain. And yet Jesus demonstrates, no, in the midst of my pain, um, I am just as committed to being obedient and uh, 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 obedient to the, co the commandment, honor your mother and father. And we see Jesus honoring his mother and being obedient even until the end. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I love that, that picture that Jesus gives us here. Definitely. Um, another point in verse 35, um, John kind of steps out of, he's in the story, but then he also addresses us as the reader of the story, as if the narrator is speaking to us. It's my English teacher coming out of me there, but <laughs> I think it's interesting in uh, kind of the 35 through 37 he who saw this has testified. So John's talking about himself. I, I was there. I saw this. Yeah. He, who, he who saw this has testified, and here's why. He's telling you about it, so that you also may believe. His testimony is true, and he knows he is telling the truth. For these things happened so that the scripture would be fulfilled. Not one of his bones will be broken. Also, another scripture says they will look at the one they pierced. So mm -hmm. John is kind of steps out of the, telling the story to say, yeah, hey, yeah. I'm telling you this. Yeah. I was there. I saw it. 
and now I'm telling you because I want you to know and I want you to believe that what I'm describing here is true. Yeah. And I think one of the reasons why we can believe the scripture, hold on to them, um, and with our very lives is because of the detail account and the eyewitness account that John gives us. Um, The kinds of details I think are super, super important and and he saw it, and yeah. what, and he's reporting uh, what he saw, and uh, and I think we can uh, we can believe it. Yep. There's our word again. Believe it is, yeah. and that we started with that. That uh, John twenty thirty one. We're almost there as we're That's going right. through That's the right. book. But this is that another mention of that. Like I'm telling you this so that you will believe. Yeah. That is his whole purpose in doing yeah. so. Yeah. I, and and you know again be, before we we wrap it up. Um. When we look at the, the the cross and the crucifixion, this is not just any man dying. Yeah. This is this was actually prophesied from the very beginning um, that um, that we that Jesus would come, Messiah would come, and he would give his life uh, for those who believe. And so, um, even as you think about Jesus's death. Think about why he died. He died for us. He died for you. And if you've not made a commitment to Jesus um, in terms of saying, you know, I recognize I'm a sinner and, and today is a good day to say, either to say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to invite Jesus to be king over my life. Or for those of you who said, Mike, man, I've walked away from God. Um, when you read and look at and see the picture of Jesus dying, it really is an innocent man dying for guilty people like us, and um, and and it is an invitation to have a relationship with God through the death and sacrifice of Jesus. Um, we've talked about a bunch of details here, but man, we don't want to we don't want to overlook the reason why He died, and that is to forgive our sins so that we might have a relationship with our Heavenly Father. Yeah, absolutely. That is the the whole point of belief. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Is that relationship. And then what, and so maybe that is, what, what do you need to believe about God from this chapter? It is that Jesus is who he said he is, and he did what he came to do so that we could have a relationship with him. And then what I love is that when we know that we continue to believe and take steps of belief and faith and understanding and growing. So even if this is a very familiar story and you have followed Jesus for years, what can we believe even this moment about God, ourselves, and others when we, we see this passage? I think I'm personally challenged by that, um, from that hour obedience. Yeah. Am yeah. I obeying when I know that direction, or am I putting things off? Um, and what can I believe about God? I mean, just Jesus's, I mean, we talked about it a little bit in the last episode, how his demeanor during his trial and now during pain that we cannot even imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and how he, in the midst of that is caring and thinking of his mother, um, and wanting her to be cared for. I mean, that is an amazing, loving God. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, although it's hard to grasp, um, I can believe because this, because John bore witness to it, I can believe that Jesus 
died for me, mm-hmm. that he died for the world, that he so loved the world, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And we see the giving of Jesus. And uh, in this in this passage we've talked about today, and I can believe that he did it for me. And that's humbling. And, um, and yet I'm very grateful uh, that, that he did. Absolutely. Well, friends, thank you for joining us for today's conversation. And our hope is that you will believe whatever that next step is in your own walk with Jesus, that you would, you would take that step and that you would believe.